Welcome to the Bird's Eye View podcast, the Philadelphia Inquirer's Eagles podcast. I'm here along, I'm Jeff McClain, excuse me, here along with Paul Domowich and Les Bowen. Greetings. Fellas. Yes. Howdy. Well, uh, another loss to the Eagles, another uh, disheartening performance from the team, particularly the offense and Carson Wentz. And they're now 3-6-1, but yes, alas, still in the lead in the NFC East, but they have a tough stretch coming up here against the Seahawks on Monday night, followed by the Packers, the Saints, and the Cardinals looking at possibly 3-10-1. Maybe they sneak out one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, guys, let's just uh, go over a little bit of the, of the game. And let's start with Carson. Um, he seemed to be starting okay. And, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were – productive on the ground but then he had the pick six and we still kind of haven't gotten a, a Doug Dama you asked Doug about that about what you know should he have thrown a regger in that in that situation he said he had yet to talk to Carson but it seemed like Doug thought he should have yeah there's no there's yeah no, there was no question I mean Rager was was wide open for a first down the question is did he not see him but I mean when you when you see the He's staring right at him. So I don't know what the hell. Yeah. I guess the only explanation would be that the route was supposed to be longer and he just cut it off when he saw that he's going to be covered. He had Sandeo on top of him and then maybe Carson was thinking, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Carson just isn't sure that he and Rager see the same thing and he doesn't want to throw it, you know, and have Rager not be there. But, yeah. But, I mean, he was just – he was essentially standing there wide open. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there was nobody that was going to break that pass up or intercept it. I mean, it seemed to be the easiest decision he would have ever had to make in his life. I, I, I just, you know, until we talked to Carson tomorrow, I, I can't imagine what he, you know, what he was thinking. Yeah, and it seems like this holding the ball too long is become is too prevalent now. I think obviously some of that has to do with what's going on and with the receivers and, and guys maybe not getting open, and certainly with the scheme and Doug not not getting guys open. But Carson, someone asked a question after the game, and I thought it was a fair one. There's just this hesitancy there. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. And, you know, it's almost like he's a little gun-shy, and, and he's been hit a lot. That's fair to say. He's been hurt a lot. Uh, that's accurate. Do you guys think that can be fixed here in these last six games? Less. You know, I, I, I'm at the point where I don't see it. Uh, I there's a lot that's wrong it's, and it isn't just him, but he's the root of it. And uh, I think if they had any way to fix this, it would be fixed by now. Good Lord. We're in week 12. You know, uh, I was optimistic for a while in October that things were getting better, but they're, they've gotten way worse since then. Uh, you know, I don't know what fix that would be or how it would take place. Uh, uh, unless, uh, you know, some things just start to really go his way and, you know, he gets some confidence back. Uh, you know, there's nobody we've gone through all the when they get so and so back, things will be better. You know, all that's over with now. Everybody's back. I think that's going to be back. And, uh, you know, we're still uh, like I said, things have gotten worse. But I have this theory, too. So, like, I felt like the biggest problem with Carson the first half of the season was his over-aggressiveness. A lot of his turnovers were coming because he was making these ill-advised throws downfield and they weren't 
you know, they weren't all his fault, but they were certainly some of them were, or he was holding too long looking for that big play and then the turnover would happen. And my guess is that during the bye, they said, you just got to stop doing that. And what we're seeing now is we haven't really seen many downfield throws or him, hold, you know, him holding the ball long in terms of that regard. A lot of times he's just holding the ball long because he doesn't see guys open. But I'm just wondering now, all of a sudden, you're seeing the opposite of that because he's just trying too hard not to be overaggressive. And he's just he's missing. He's not pulling the trigger on a lot of these throws that he should be throwing. And it's not yeah. I'm not talking. I'm not talking deep throws. I'm talking, you know, Alshon Jeffrey open on third and short. He didn't pull the trigger. Uh, in the in in the in the end zone, taking the safety when, geez, I mean that's kind of one on one quarterbacking. Throw the ball away, you know, or just move out of the pocket, and throw it away, throw it away, or take the penalty. I mean, I don't know if that would that would probably have resulted in the safety still, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I I don't. I mean, I I don't know why they don't go to a quicker passing game. Uh, it's the it's the only it's the only. Uh, logical alternative right now, since since he doesn't trust his 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 uh, offensive line and they they aren't doing a very good job of protecting him. You know, we saw some we saw several instances on on Sunday of them running in a bunch of zone reads, which really I mean he always handed it off, uh, and you know it was given it was uh, it was helpful to the uh, to the run game uh, to Sanders and Scott during those uh, segments because it was it was spreading. They were running out of eleven personnel, and it was it was leaving gaps because they had to account for for Carson just in case he hung on to it. But I mean, you know, I mean, I know he doesn't like RPOs, but right now, I mean, that's how you should be getting the ball to Rager. That's how you should be getting the ball to to your tight end. I mean, just get it to them. You know, you watch the game last night. I mean, they take what the you know, they don't they have no problems with those five six yard. Uh, uh, shots to the tight end or to a wide receiver if they're taking away your deep balls i don't i don't know why this offense this quarterback this coach don't uh do more of that or more of getting carson out of the pocket on short and like one and two you know like yeah i I, just mind-boggling i mean i put the stat out there yesterday 41 drops and carson was only on on one design rollout and he um and it was a the only completion to Travis Fulgham was a whole game. Correct. And then and he thought- had Denzel Ward on him on that play, you know, which was Fulgham's biggest problem was he couldn't get away from Denzel Ward. He's one of the best corners in the in the league. But on that play, it worked because Carson was rolling out and Ward was, uh, you know, a little bit uh, hesitant. And, and they got the ball to Travis Fulgham. They targeted Fulgham seven times and only got that one completion. Yep. And it was – it was on the rollout, and I. This is a huge problem here. This the way the offense is being run, and the lack of any good ideas from week to week. That's one reason nothing ever changes, is that they don't ever do anything different. They don't. <laughs> it's it's the same stuff that doesn't work from week to week. Yeah, yeah and it's you know again, Doug. It's I mean, this is kind of mal practice at this point because you know last week he was asked about it he said yeah i could do more of it and he didn't and then carson at you know i think the same day was asked about it and said yeah i love doing it something you know obviously i'll i'll whatever the coaches are doing i understand they have to call the game but it's something i love doing i love throwing on the move and we saw sunday three of his other better throws were when he had he's pressured he moved out of the pocket to his right and threw to 
to Goddard for 22 yards. It was first pass of the game. There was another one where he kind of had escape right. He hit uh, Rager for you know a short game, but seven yards. And then the touchdown pass to, to Goddard, he stepped up in the pocket, but he's moving. Carson likes to be throw, throwing when he's moving. And yeah. it's just why yeah. not take advantage of that? I just don't get it. And Doug asked about it yesterday. He's like, I guess on me, I guess I got to do more. Of that. I mean, ah, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. Doug seems to be in as much of a fog as Carson is, frankly. Uh, and uh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, you know, I, I, I go I, back to the fact that, I mean, I just think that coaching staff is a disaster right now with all the offensive cons- consultants. Yeah. I mean, he's just listening to 50 million people. You know, they insist everything's fine and that they're, you know, they're all on the same page. How can it, as bad as things are going right now, I highly doubt they're all on the same page. Right, right. No, it can't. It That's can't never be. the case when things are going poorly. Everybody has a different fix, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. It, well, it's really unfortunate that we can't, we're not anywhere near the team and we can't really delve into this the way we would like to in, in this uh, pandemic mm-hmm. year. Well, if we dive into it a little bit, I mean, let's look at the guys, you know, the characters here. I mean, you have, Press Taylor is the pass game coordinator. This is the first time he's ever been that in that role. You know, we don't we don't have any. I you know we're just kind of going on what the Eagles or what Doug says that he was ready for it, but we don't know that for certain. I mean, there's no proof right. that that Press Taylor knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Rich Scangarella, you know, they wanted to go out and get a new got a new idea guy, and look, it was going to be hard to get anybody of any worth with Doug still calling plays. So they had to go with maybe the next best thing. And, you know, the San Francisco 49ers wouldn't part with their run game or pass game coordinators. So they went and got Scangarell, who was fired after one year as the OC in Denver, fired before the end of the season, in fact, because he did not a very good yep. job. And, and a lot of people thought that his late game situations, he wasn't very good at that. Now, now go figure. That's what he's doing now. He's the guy in Doug's ear on, in those <laughs> situations. But that, that might be the bigger problem. The, the bigger problem is that this was the guy that was supposed to bridge the run in the pass with the play action. And the Eagles are – Carson's like one of the worst play action quarterbacks in the league this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, Scangarella, you know, seems like a smart guy. But we really have no reason to, to – you know, he was – that was the only time he was in OC and he got fired. Before that, he was the quarterback's coach in, in San Fran. And, you know, he was kind of like a lower level assistant in Atlanta. You know, we don't have any reason to believe that this guy is good. The stuff that's been working has been this Jeff Stoutland run scheme stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pass game is is historically the worst it's been for the Eagles in, in over 20 years. Anyway, I'm just kind of yeah. to the choir here. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it all I mean, it, the root of it is the protection. Because uh, I think it, that's the reason Carson's – he doesn't trust anybody right now. He doesn't trust the protection. He doesn't trust his receivers. He, he's, uh, he's, reading, he's reading the pass rush more than he is the coverage anymore because he's so – you know, he just and, – and yet he still hangs on to the ball too long. So go figure. Yeah, his yeah. eye level – someone mentioned this to me. And I remember like years ago, Andy Reid told me uh, – this was after they benched Kevin Cobb for Michael Vick. But they had noticed that Cobb's eye level was dipping. Yeah. He was concerned about the rush. And this was – he got hit a few times during that preseason. Of course, he ended up getting driven into the ground by Clay Matthews. Yeah. 
and that really concerned them. And I, there were a couple of times where I thought Carson did that against the Giants. I haven't looked at this game, the Giants game last week. Yeah. You know, one time where he, he sailed a ball, a ball to Alshon Jeffrey because he saw uh, the defensive lineman lift, lifting his hand ready to bat the pass. Well, he shouldn't even be paying attention to that. You know, I mean, obviously you don't want your pass batted, but uh, and he, and he, unless, as you point out many times, he does have a lot of passes that are batted. But I wonder if that's, a you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times, too, when you're paying that much attention to the rush, you know, that's why it takes so long for him to get the ball out. Uh, you know. Yeah. You're I mean, the that, safety. Yeah. On that safety, I mean, the, the protection was was horrible, uh, but yeah. he hung on to the ball too long. You 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 can't stand in the end zone. He had it, I believe, for like three point four seconds or something like that, which is just far too long when you're when you're in your own end zone. And the the same with the interception. I mean, he just the, like I like I wrote the clock in his head is broken. I mean, he just doesn't seem to understand yeah. when it has to get out of there. All that yeah. being said, I don't know what you guys think. I don't think I would bench Carson because um, I just think that right now there's too many bigger picture cans of worms that that it would that would be opened, and you have to fix. You have to try and fix this guy. Uh, and maybe I can't imagine Jalen Hurts is going to come in and run the offense and score points against the teams they're going to be playing. You know. And that everything's going to be so much better. Right. I yep. I totally agree with you. I would. Dama, what do you think? Well, I mean, what I think's happening here too is, I mean, he played one snap Sunday. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the whole plan was yeah, to expand the packages for him. And what's happening now is because Carson is struggling so badly and his confidence is so shot, uh, and and Doug's gotten so defensive about questions about Hertz that he's, they're afraid to put right. him in there because of the effect it'll have on Carson. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like on Sunday, like I said earlier, they, they, they were running a lot of zone reads. And, you know, have Carson start running the ball. If, you know, if, if he's playing this badly, you shouldn't really care whether he's putting his body at risk. I mean, yeah. it's, it'll, it'll be something that'll work. And then if you're, you're you know, and then you're, and, and, you're, and your offense is a little bit more familiar with it, if you have, if you start expanding, uh, Hertz's role, uh, which, you know, like, like I said, they were supposed the, weeks ago, they talked about giving him a, uh, his own series, you know, give, turning over for a whole series. And that, right. that looks like we're, that looks like that may never happen. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, and that goes back to Howie's decision to draft John Hertz. I mean, why put yourself in a situation in which your right. $128 million quarterback has to worry about his job. And, right. and, and that maybe that doesn't reflect well upon Carson's psyche, but I just don't understand why you play with that fire. Well, it was a bizarre decision. I mean, it, again, you know, you, you look at the roster and all the problems and you used your second round pick on a quarterback. You set up a situation where the fan base is like, Ooh, we, we went for this quarterback in the second round. This will be, uh, you know, let's see what we have here. And, you know, if, if Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco was your backup quarterback, you wouldn't be uh, having these, uh, you know, it, 
if he if if you even if you benched Carson for you know a series and let Joe Flacco play, nobody's thinking that Joe Flacco is the Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, I have a hard time believing Carson's playing this badly because he's looking over his shoulder. And 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 then that and then, so then you go back to the question of. Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to have to make a major commitment in two years to pay him the rest of his guaranteed money. And, and if, and if, yeah. if, if this season is yet another indication of where he's headed, you're not going to pay him that. So you're going to need yeah. a new quarterback. Now, I mean, right. I know you got, yeah. I know you guys you don't, don't think want Hurts to be a starting quarterback in this league. I do. Well, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that. No, I think, I think he can. Uh, I like what I saw out of him in, in training camp. But I don't see why you set that situation up in the 2020 draft. I, yeah, yeah, my uh, yeah, my point is like it's like if if you're Howie or Doug and this is what you wanted to do, then you're basically just saying everything that we've done with Carson, you know, doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> you know, like they, right. that's fine. You can get right. here, but they don't deserve to be here if Jalen Hurts ends up being the quarterback. Well, no, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You had two. You had two ways to look at this, uh, and the one was that that Carson does fine, continues, uh, continues to you know go plays well, and this kid's a, a backup for three years, and then they they get you know they either get a they either let him go to free agency and get a comp pick for him, or they trade him. Uh, yeah, but the what alter- they but what what's happened that we all spoke about was that th- this is what basically a lot of us said could possibly happen. Well, are you are you saying this is yeah. why he's playing badly? I no, I don't think it is, but I think now that Carson because because Carson isn't playing bad, it's certainly factoring into his psyche. It just becomes yes. part of the. I don't think it's why yeah. he's playing bad, but I think it's another thing that's just piling right. on Carson because he because he's got now he's doubting himself. He's he's always had the mechanical issues. Um, you know, he's he's always there's always been something that just didn't put him up there in that elite area, yeah. and you just wondered always, I think, about whether he could be that guy. He's got the ability, but I just always wondered about whether mentally, uh, and then you you put on all the injuries, and then you had the fact that this is a guy that has had three straight seasons end because of injury. This is a guy who took his team to an eleven two record, basically did all the work to get his team into the postseason, and then watched someone else come in and win the Super Bowl. This is a guy who watched the same thing kind of almost unfold the following year. I mean, so like I just feel like Car- you're just kind of messing with Carson's. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not and saying he's are. fragile, but it's he's a in bizarre his year. He's dealt with a lot. If this is bothering him in his fifth year, I mean, you know, we're, we're not, t- he's not a rookie. Uh, that there's no excuse for this bothering Yeah. Him. Well, I'm not excusing you it. You know, I mean, uh, this is, this is the big leagues. I mean, <laughs> And he needs to put on his big boy pants if, if yeah. it's a problem for him. Uh, you know, I just I, I have no sympathy for his psyche. OK, I mean, y- y- you guys are a little more sympathetic to that. Uh, I mean, this th- this guy's a player that needs. Well, no, I'm not sympathetic to it. I mean, I'm they, just they like kind not, of all, all, all. Yeah, I'm, if, if it's a problem, all he had to maybe do was he... play well and he, he can't. Yeah. No, I mean that's fair, but you know, like there are cer- certainly circumstances outside Carson's control which Not have affected his play. I mean, you could have they could they could have us in front of him, and you still don't turn the ball over. What's he got now? Uh, Eighteen turnovers. 
that have that have cost the team, yeah. I believe, forty four points already. Uh, it's just you don't do that. What do you think? Okay, well, then what do you think is the? I'm not if it's just all on Carson. Carson. How I mean, can you go from? No, no, but let, let's let's just say that you know whatever. I, we all know a lot of it is, but let's just say what do you think it is? I, I I'm not sure he's a franchise quarterback. I'm 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 starting to think 2017 was an aberration. He's never he's never come close to matching the numbers from that year. I mean that was a year like, I mean Nick, look at the numbers Nick Foles put up in the playoffs. You know Nick Foles will never match those numbers. I, something else happened that year besides the quarterback play that that I mean. Carson Wentz had a had a one twenty three point seven third down passer rating before he got hurt that year, and I mean, this year, you know, last three games he's averaged I believe three point something yards per attempt on third down. It's just I I don't you know I'm I'm just starting to think that was an aberration. Yeah, that's possible. I I've seen him play well since then though. Uh, certainly yeah. a lot better than this. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I go back to the offense and, and the players, the quality of the roster. Uh, I think all those things, I mean, it's easy to say he shouldn't be this bad and I, he probably, he shouldn't, but it, that's not a good team they put around him. It really isn't. And it, it's dramatically worse than it was last year or the year before. And I, they did nothing, you know, they, they drafted a guy who's been hurt half the year uh, at, at wide receiver. They drafted his replacement yeah. in the second round. They didn't go out and sign anybody offensively who makes any difference at all. They have a uh, workhorse running back who, uh, you know, misses games and fumbles in really critical situations. And their offensive line is a ridiculous mess. It's just, you know, uh, we could – it's I, I I don't see I don't I can't imagine that they'd be really good with another quarterback I, I mean they might they'd be better than this I guess but uh, if they had if you put a comparable you know quarterback in here like Jared Goff or you know somebody along those lines I don't think they'd be you know uh eight and three no, or anything no, like they that. Wouldn't. I just, uh, uh, you know, if you cut those turnovers in half, you probably win, you win two more games. Yeah. You, you win, you win Sunday. If miles, if miles Sanders doesn't right. fumble on the five yard line and, and Carson right. doesn't throw that, you know, that helium balloon. But that's Although Carson, a, I mean, this Carson could have thrown five interceptions. There were, there was the one that was, you know, overruled. Yeah. Rightfully so, but it was a, that was kind of a, not a great pass to throw in the situation. He had right, another one where Denzel Ward to a receiver, which everybody keeps saying he should throw, but yeah, every that's, time that's... he does, the receiver never catches it, and it's oh my god, why did he throw that? Yeah, well, but that's not a that's not a jump ball that you throw. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, if you're gonna throw a jump ball, it needs to be near the sidelines. It like needs like it's you don't throw it in the middle of the field that way. Okay, like the one to Alshon Jeffrey where Alshon j- jumped two seconds early, came down. Yeah, I don't blame Carson as much for that one as I blame yeah. Alshon. Uh, um, but I, I wanted to make a point about this offense. Those were their first two possessions Sunday. The drive down the field to have Miles Sanders fumble at the four 
and their second possession mm-hmm. was the pick six. So, but they drove from their own one because of the goal line stand. So they actually gained about 150 yeah. yards on their first two possessions and were trailing <laughs> seven to nothing. I'm not sure that's <laughs> ever happened before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, it's it's a bad team. Um, I guess maybe we'll get off cars because it's you know, right. But how do you get the 150 they yards? Ran, they ran I the mean, ball. How, it's it's a team that just has. Well, yeah, but they threw it too. I mean, he can that that uh, interception was after the interception. He was seven for nine. You know, I mean, I they just have this knack. They're like self destructive. Uh, suicidal or something i don't know it's yeah. it's bizarre i i don't think i've ever seen it it's not like they can't do anything right you know i mean it they do things right but somehow they end up yeah screwing themselves up well what do you guys make of uh, just to get off cars what do you make of like i mean i, I kind of understand why doug's gonna stick with peter's uh, maybe more than some i kind of don't yeah there's a lot of people who don't. Really don't um but, you know, Peters had played pretty well the last two weeks, and yeah. he was he was dreadful on Sunday, and he wasn't yeah. even going up against Miles Garrett. Um, and at this point, you know, like Jace Pease is going to pull himself from games when he doesn't feel like playing. I'm sure he's right. banged up a little bit, but Malata d- did good enough, I guess, to kind of you know that. And then the Alshon Jeffery thing is just a complete. I I, I don't. And I asked him yesterday, I kind of point blank, why is he even on this team? You had him inactive for eight weeks. You wasted a roster spot. And then now that he's active, he played, what, 15 snaps last week and only five? Yeah. yeah. Like John Hines well, Howard. a ton of money, and if they cut him, they would, uh, you know, it would be a huge dead cap uh, uh, yeah. situation. I guess this might be one situation where the the front office does – Maybe Doug knows without even asking. Yeah, that he's got to run this guy out there, and you know it. And I, I guess their offense is going so badly that they're hoping against hope that somehow uh, he he gets into uh, gear yeah. and actually helps them. But that seems well, with, very with respect unlikely. to their offensive no, line. You know, I've always had tremendous respect for for Jeff Stoutland. I think he's one of the better offensive line coaches in the league. Yeah. But some of the decisions yeah. he's making this year and, and one I mean he he is he is he has no objectivity when it comes to uh to to to, J, to JP. I mean he thinks Jason he's Peters. you know J, Jason Peters is probably was and will be the greatest offensive lineman he'll ever coach. Uh well, I shouldn't say that. He's got. He's also got uh, Kelsey and 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 Lane and Brandon Brooks. So, um, well, he said yeah. he came here, but, to coach you know. So he he, he clearly doesn't. He yeah. won't accept the fact that this this guy is, is like is hanging and as close to the end as possible. And so I I tot- like you guys don't understand at all why they're just going to leave him out there at left tackle if he can play. But even more baffling than that is the Nate Herbig thing. I thought Nate Herbig was really yes. playing pretty yeah. well. And, you know, Matt Pryor can't play. Neither can Stua Opata. So right. you're going with two guards right. that that I have no trust in. And, maybe, and obviously Stoutland does for some reason. Yeah. And, and you're leaving 
Nate Herbig on the inactive every uh, now on on Sundays. I, I that just I just don't understand that. Yeah, there's something we well, don't. First know. There's there something we don't know injury. there. First, there was this injury that yeah. they claim now doesn't exist. Uh, I, I you could speculate that the week that he didn't play with the finger injury that they were really mad that he didn't play. Uh, you could speculate that something else has happened. I mean, he's a yeah. guy that Stoutland loved, you know, he was kind of a Stoutland yeah. project from the beginning. Yeah. And every time we have talked to him that much, but when we talk to him, he seems like a guy who's all in and, yeah. you know, really thankful for the opportunity and all that good stuff. So I don't think it's like he's, you know, not yeah. showing up for practice or yeah. anything. This is something if but, we were down there, we would, we would have gotten, we would have yeah. known more just to being around yeah. in the locker room, et cetera. If I, if I could just point one thing out about Peters though, real quickly is it's yeah. not just Stoutland. It's, it's the entire organization from yeah. the owner yeah. down that can't yeah. see Peters for what, cause it's Lori has said this, you know, he's like, you know, Peters, he's one of my best friends, you know, like right. The, the, Jason runs that place. Everyone's afraid of him. No one's afraid to tell him. I mean, they did tell him this past all season that they were going to move on from him. But other than that, really, it's just, you know, he does whatever he wants. And we saw even before the season that he kind of put them in a bind by not agreeing yes. to move immediately to the left tackle until he got more money. And this guy does whatever he wants. And I think he's a guy that they want to have stick around after he retires. And maybe that's factoring yeah. into this as well. Um, but you can't let that right. have an influence on how you're running your team. And it's nope. just, they're too loyal to some of yeah. these guys. And no, you, saw, you know what? You, 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 it's you a saw problem. the same thing with the Phillies after they won the World Series. You, there, there are guys you just... yeah won't say goodbye to uh, because of what they meant to you to w- win in that championship. Now, uh, JP wasn't, you know, was, was hurt during the, the Super Bowl ch- season, but he, he pretty much was a, a key in, 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 you know, in, in keeping, you know, in, in helping Vitae do the job. Uh, so I, yeah. you know, but yeah, you just, yes. you, you're right. Yeah. You just gotta, you can't loyalty. You can have loyalty, but at some point you got to make some hard decisions. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know where they are. If if JP is going to play left tackle and Sua Opeta is going to play, or uh, rather Matt Pryor is going to be a starting guard, I and Lane Johnson, who knows yeah. if he's, you know, going to if he'll be him or Jack Driscoll. Uh, and Kelsey, you know, I mean, I, I don't know Kelsey. I mean, he may be able to play through that for a while, but at any yeah. moment, who knows? And, and Kelsey's know? playing. You know, this is a bad team for for him to be playing hurt against it because they've got some huge people at tackle that pre- create the same problems for him that, that the Giants did. Uh, you know, he's not he, – he struggles with those huge human beings that line up on his left shoulder, his right shoulder, and on his – you know. Uh, and, you know, that, that Giants game was probably one of the worst he's played. Uh, well, if they line up on his left shoulder a lot, yeah. he's in trouble. <laughs> and, well, and, and they will. Move his left arm. So, uh, you know, this is not a good omen for Sunday or Monday night. Do we even need to talk about the defense? I mean, like it was, you know, they they played well, uh, they, you know, for the up until that one run. I mean, I hate the same little bit is that we were talking about earlier. The defense played well, except when the offense scored points. And then the very next drive, the defense was crap. 
Yeah, it was. It, this team Mike, is ah. I, I, yeah, they only gave up 13 points, but they were all after. Yeah, you know, my, my one concern with the defense is, and I, I think they proved on Sunday that they can play against top run. You know, they can, I mean, until that 54 yarder by Chubb, I mean, they held their running backs, Chubb and, and, and Hunt, yeah. to nothing, uh, and, and pretty much shut them down after that, after the five yard run by Hunt for the touchdown. But what concerns me about their defense is, they keep giving up these these long passes. Uh, you know, uh, Avante Maddox yes. just isn't – I don't – you know, if, if they view him long-term as an outside corner, then there's something wrong there. I mean, he either belongs at nickel or at safety. Uh, right. You know, get, yep. exactly. And Jalen Jalen's struggling. He's been struggling all uh, year. Uh, yeah. You know, that, so, I mean, that, they got some – they got a lot of things to fix. Yeah, and 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 it's, yeah. and it's important to look at the pass defense because these next four games, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, maybe Drew Brees, maybe not, but still we're talking about a good pass offense, and and Kyler uh, yeah. Murray, and you know, what we've seen over yeah. Schwartz over the years, I think Jim is a good defensive coordinator, but he's not good enough to confound these top quarterbacks. They they usually come, um, and we the, the, the games that the English yeah. Eagles have won. Have come against backup quarterbacks yeah. this year, and what all, not only the, not only the, yeah, you mentioned yeah. The quarterbacks, but the other thing all of those teams have is an elite receiver. Yeah, well, that's hopefully that's where Darius Slay yeah. comes in. You know, I think he, I think he'll help, yeah. but but as we've seen, and that, that was one of the that was like basically the only good move how he made this off season is that teams can just go elsewhere and exploit mismatches. Yeah. yeah. And the Eagles didn't do enough at outside corner, the other cornerback spot, by putting up, just thinking Avante would be able to play there when he's he, his lack of height is really hurting him. Mills could just slide over to him, play a new position, and the linebacker position, which is kind of settled down a little bit since they got since they since Nate Gary all of a sudden has some sort of injury. I wonder if that would they were like, hey buddy, maybe you need to take a couple, couple weeks off. <laughs> but you know, you know, Russell Wilson will find he'll find the hole in that defense. If even if like, let's say Slay can take out DK Metcalf or he can, you know, he can slow down Devonte Adams. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we, uh, we have Thursday yep. to talk about the Seahawks game. Um, we'll wrap it up now here. Uh, Damo, Les, thanks for joining us. Please everybody read all our stuff on inquire.com. Sign up for the early, early birds newsletter. And, um, you know, keep listening to the podcast. I know the Eagles are, are bad, but uh, we'll be here every uh, twice a week uh, trying to make sense of what's happening to this team. Take, guys, have a good Thanksgiving. And to Indeed. all our listeners, have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye, guys. That's yeah. the Bird's, Bird's yeah. Eye View podcast.